This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And it is Futures Day here on the program. So let's start with divisions, and we will begin with the NFC South. We've got the Falcons uh, with the shortest odds at even money. Saints at plus 145 to win the NFC South. The Bucks are at 5-1, to one, and the Panthers, uh, we'll not talk about them. But, Joe, where do you see value in the NFC South? <sighs> I hate them all. You know, this is the same conversation we had all offseason, too. I hate them all. Do you trust any of these teams? Is is there one that you look at like yeah you know what there's someone has to win it right they they will they still do. give out the honor <laughs> they they will give out the honor someone has to win it but we don't have to bet it that's the beautiful thing um no I don't trust any of them like and the prices that we're seeing the the one the most interesting thing that I do see about the South in our world is that there is disagreement on which team should be favored. BetMGM has the Falcons at even money right now. And there are other sports books that agree with MGM. But then there are some that are like, you know what? No, the Saints should be the favorite. The Saints should be the favorite instead of the Falcons. Everybody has Bucks th- third tier, not close to the top two. And then, of course, Panthers way, way down the line, even after getting their first win. But, yeah, I mean, the debate is, do you go Falcons? Do you go Saints? Is it worth your time? And... Like there's disagreement. There's pretty. Uh, that, I, I guess that part is interesting. Um, I I would not be able to go to the my favorite app, one that has the best number, and say I'm betting on the Falcons to win the division. I would not be able to do that just based on what I've seen in the first half of the season. Yeah, Ian McMillan, you hear that? <laughs> that frauds, frauds. <laughs> Falcons, frauds. He better put right, them in the so list here this week. <laughs> I agree. Here was my process. If if we don't want to bet on any of them, just go where there's value. And no, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about the Panthers. I'm talking about the Bucks. They've actually been pretty competitive in these last three losses. Well, maybe not to the Lions, but only lost by three to the fraudulent Falcons. Um, 24-18, the final to the Bills. And then they've got the Texans, Titans, Niners, Colts, Panthers, Falcons again. Green Bay, Jacksonville, Saints. So it's not that bad. Uh, I mean, at what, almost four plus 440? I'm sure there's a better number. I don't hate just taking the team that, if we all think they're all kind of pretty even, I don't think there's that big of a gap between the Falcons and the Bucks, personally. Put my money on the Bucks. Yeah, five to one for Tampa Bay for sure. There's there's something there in terms of the South, and maybe you can make this argument for other divisions. I want to know my quarterback is going to be healthy, and yeah, with the Falcons, there could be that quarterback change with Taylor Heineke, which they should have done a long time ago. But regardless, 
I want to know my quarterback is going to stay upright because if he doesn't and you're going to a backup, it almost doesn't matter who the backup is, that offense will take a significant step back. So what I did was I wanted to look at sack rate and pressure rate. When it comes to Desmond Ritter, his sack rate is 9.1% with a pressure rate of greater than 31%. So he's taking in a lot of sacks that he shouldn't. Derek Carr's sack rate 6.2%, and he's facing a higher pressure rate. And so Derek Carr does a way better job of avoiding sacks than Desmond Ritter. So regardless of whatever you think of Derek Carr, the fact that he's likelier to stay healthy for the duration of the season, that's why I think the Saints are in a better position than the Falcons, Joe. And I can't argue that. And, and we think about where they were before the season started. The Saints were minus 200 for much of the summer, and it came down a little bit as we got closer and closer to the season. I don't I don't mind that, getting them at plus money, but I'm also not going to bet it. Um, the Bucks. I agree with Aaron's process that there's no team that you're sold on. Just take the best number that's out there. But I also told myself the last couple of times that I, I watched them, like they're probably <laughs> going to be a fade. They're a fade team now. So if I'm saying that they're a fade team, I can't back them to win the division. But I totally agree with that process. Also, talking about this division on the heels of our scariest future graveyard bets. Right. I'm, let yeah. me make this clear. I am not betting on the NFC. I'm not South. doing anything. Let's just nope. yeah. Let's. Nope. I am not putting any <laughs> money on this division. This is t just a conversation right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Are you scared away? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. All right. Well, then let's move on to the AFC North, a division that's anything but scary. <clears throat> Uh, Ravens minus 135 to take it on BetMGM. Bengals at plus 325. Browns at plus 425. And the Steelers at 9 to 1. Joe, what are you thinking here? Oh, good. A division that actually has talent. So uh, this is a much more enjoyable conversation. You know, talent. the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. Much more. <laughs> um, the Bengals are the second favorite. But saying that and talking about the number are a couple of different things. Even though the Bengals are the second favorite, it's not like there was this huge leap after their th current three-game winning streak after taking out San Francisco. Uh, we talked about them a week or so ago before their bye when it was plus 450. Um, but you can still find a plus 330 for them to win the division. I find that really interesting. They're one back in the loss column. I know that's the situation for everyone. That's how tight the division is right now. One back in the loss column behind Baltimore. Of course, they lost their first matchup to Baltimore. But, hey, if you take the next one coming up in a few weeks, who cares? Uh, the, the issue that the Bengals uh, dug themselves into this hole here was losing two division games to start the season. It wasn't just a slow start. The schedule makers had them start with the division, and they lost both of them. Cleveland, Baltimore to start the year when Burrow clearly wasn't 100%. Now it certainly looks like he is with that extra time to prepare. Now you got Buffalo. This is what I keep coming back to. I, I think the reason we're still getting value on the Bengals is they have the toughest remaining schedule in the NFL. It's brutal. It's not just Buffalo this week, and then it's Baltimore in a couple weeks. Then it's Jacksonville a couple weeks after that. They they finished the season, Pittsburgh, KC, Cleveland. 
it's it's a brutal road, brutal road for them. Um, but you look elsewhere. I think you kind of want to play the game where you're uh, putting a line through teams, and you're not going to bet the Ravens. You're not going to lay a price in this division on them right now with a one game lead in the loss column. I get that. And how much do you trust the quarterback situations in Cleveland and Pittsburgh? So I understand why a lot of people would be left with Cincinnati, even though the schedule is so challenging. Yeah, the schedule is challenging. I think now is a great time to buy on the Bengals, but maybe not division. I know this is a division conversation, but even Mm. though there's more value on the Bengals right now compared to other teams that you feel confident in, I mean, I wouldn't put my money on anyone else but the Bengals in that division. I would probably just bet them conference right now, you know, if you're going to bet anything, because I just don't think there's enough value for division. I, I I think a lot of that is what do you think happens this week? So mm-hmm. if they win, the numbers could have be gone, right? For Super Bowl, they're 18 to 1 um, in, in the conference number, you know, somewhere around half of that. But if you think they're going to lose, then you want to wait, obviously, right? And, th- and then maybe that would be the time we jump in. Yeah, perhaps plus nine fifty to to win the conference. I don't hate that for the Bengals. No, I I don't necessarily hate that either. When it comes to the division, though, I feel like my process is such to where they do face the Ravens one more time. I feel like the Bengals have to win that game. If they lose to Baltimore one more time, then I don't see them winning the division because they're already one and a half Mm -hmm. games back. Lost to the Ravens already. They lose again, then they lose out on those tiebreakers. And, you know, all other things being equal, you're two and a half games back, and you're running out of time as far as making that up. Like, you're you're needing Lamar Jackson to go down at that point to have any hope of capturing the AFC North. And not only that, but when you look at the matchup between Cincy and Baltimore, on the one hand, D.C. Lou Anarumo, he's not fared well against Lamar Jackson, really, except once, week seven in 2021, when they sacked Jackson five times. And look, yes, you go to the look-ahead line, and in that upcoming matchup between the Bengals and the Ravens a few weeks from now, the Bengals are one-point favorites. So the market is suggesting that Joe Burrow and company can definitely be competitive against the Ravens. And if the market is telling us that with a look ahead, then maybe there is some value taking the Bengals right now. But they probably need to beat Buffalo. They absolutely need to beat the Ravens going forward. And if either of those things don't happen, then I don't believe the Bengals really have a path. And then they're going to have to fight out of the wild card, in which case they might get some not so great matchups there. Yeah, I, I, when when I consider bets on the Bengals, I'm looking at bigger picture stuff more than the division. Mm-hmm. I like Aaron mentioned. I would look at conference. I would look at Super Bowl numbers. And if you think they're going to lose this week, they are short home favorites against Buffalo. Yo, that 18 will be a 20, and then maybe that would be the time time to pounce because what we saw on Sunday is what we all were waiting for. Maybe we're weighing it too heavily. That is possible. It is one Sunday, but I don't think we are because we're, we're talking about a sample size of a few years. It takes them a little bit of time. They're figuring things out. Let's, let's also f- not forget that on the defensive side, and we talked about this early in the season, we kind of forgot about talking about it, is a lot of changing parts in that secondary. So mm-hmm. 
it, maybe it wasn't just Burrow needing time at the start of the season to get healthy. There's also the defensive side where they needed time to figure figure things out, what, what was best moving forward for them. So I, I, we may be there. We may be there right now. Perhaps. You might be right there. How about we move on to the NFC East? The Eagles are minus 200 to take that division. The Cowboys are at plus 155. This is obviously a two-horse race here, Joe. Is it time to back the Cowboys, or do you want to wait after their meeting on Sunday? Uh, or is there, say, the value on the Eagles at a really steep price? Again, I, I, I mean, it's a, it's a one-game gap here. What do you think is going to happen this weekend? If you think the Cowboys are going to win, bet it now. Bet it now. If you don't have anything. We've got preseason futures on the Cowboys to win the division, but... After this week, if they can take down the Eagles, this is going to be a nice winning streak for them because they'll probably smash the Giants at home. Then they go to Carolina. They they host the Commanders. Like It could end up being a 5-6 winning streak here. So the, if you think they're going to win, this is the time. Now, if you think they're going to lose and then they go on a run and then they're going to do Cowboys things and they're going to beat up bad opponents, you want to wait. But it's another one of these situations where it depends on what your opinion is of uh, Sunday. Do we even really need to ask me this? Of course, I'm not betting on the Cowboys. Yeah, you've been positive division. Cowboys lately. You've been positive Cowboys you- lately. It's situational, just like the commanders. Right. Now so, it's a I situation mean, the, ship with the Cowboys. The end of the Cowboys schedule is pretty rough. Well, except for the very mm-hmm. last game against the commanders. But <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they probably will split with the commanders in all honesty. The way uh, these there's five games. games go. There's five yeah. games in a row that are tough. Oh my gosh, they got the Lions, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Eagles, the Seahawks. Yeah, it's going to be rough. This is a stay away for me. I'm obviously not going to back the Cowboys, <laughs> and there's no value for me at minus 250 on the Eagles. So, no, thank you. You think the Cowboys lose this week? They're way too early <sighs> prediction. Well, not official play, just throwing it out there. Because I think I think it matters what you believe happens on mm-hmm. Sunday. I always think the Cowboys are going to lose. No, you don't. Wait, no, <laughs> wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. You've been I right lately on lose. them. Stenographer! Been... I know. <laughs> you got to pick and choose your spots, right? They're not going to lose all the time. Yes. You got to put your hatred to the side, as Joe said earlier on the show about <laughs> his Lions. Uh, but Here's yeah, I I'll, think I'll, I'll the... say this is yeah. an L for them. I'll be on the okay. Eagles. Okay. <laughs> I think the season series between the Cowboys and the Eagles will be a split. And if if that's what I think, then there is a possibility that the Cowboys lose this, in which case there is going to be a way better number that I want to pounce upon because, all right, fine, now it's a two-game deficit. Well, so what? They're going to win the next meeting, and so it'll be back to a one-game deficit. And can the Cowboys make up one game? Absolutely they can. Bigger lesson to me, though, We're going to be looking at strength of schedule a lot in these division markets, but I would argue that they don't matter that much unless you're talking about extremes. You go by PFF, the Eagles' strength of schedule is fifth hardest, the Cowboys are ninth. To me, that's not that big of a difference. I don't want to place bets 
because of small strength of schedule differences. I want much greater gaps for me to factor that into my handicapping. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, still a lot of NFL award markets to be decided. We will look at Offensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, and so much more. That's right here on the BetQL Network.